0: It's me, it's me, it's the D O double G, the Road Dog, Jesse James, and by my side as always is that
1: B A double D A double crooked letter badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the V O C Nation. And if you ain't down with that, we've got two words for you: suck
2: it. V O C Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. and, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VFC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app.
1: Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. Welcome, everybody, to our next uh, episode of the Briscoe and Big Ace show with me and Wes Briscoe kicking off 2021. Before we start the show, there's been a few passings in the wrestling world that we want to make sure we acknowledge and we haven't had the chance to with the holidays and and, and kind of pushing off some shows. So at this time, before we start the show, we want to uh, take a moment of silence, pay our respects to some fallen brothers in the world of professional wrestling, that being Danny Hodge, Pat Patterson, and Brody Lee. Uh, So, again, we'll start with a moment of silence uh, for those guys before we get into this episode. All right, we're live. We're back with another episode, the first one of 2021. What a year it's been. We're ready to start a new one. Uh, Big Ace here to kick off the Briscoe and Big Ace show for 2021. We've been uh, pumping this show up since we've started this podcast almost three years ago. Uh, We've always talked about this episode, and it's finally here. Uh, Wes, good to see you, but you brought some family with you tonight. Yep. So we have uh, the man himself, the legendary Mr. Jerry Briscoe on the show. Um, Most everybody who's watching this show already knows who you are, Jerry. But just in case anybody's new to this, we got to let everybody know uh, a little bit about you. You debuted in 1969, if I'm correct, uh, was with NWA territories through the 70s and 80s championship wrestling uh, from Florida, mid-Atlantic championship wrestling, dozens of championships throughout your career, uh, was part of one of the best tag teams in the uh, all of professional wrestling with your brother Jack, the Briscoe brothers, uh, and also had a, a great career in, in WWE backstage as well as a resurgence on TV during the Attitude Era and also in the Hall of Fame 2008 and also a very big part of the uh, Hall of Fame uh, and National Wrestling uh, Museum in uh, Waterloo, Iowa, uh, and the George Tragos and Luthez Hall of Fame Weekend, which. Fingers crossed that's happening, and we'll all be together in July. Again, Jerry, welcome to the show.
0: Oh, what a pleasure it is to be on uh, uh, Briscoe and Big A show. I can't figure out which one's Briscoe. <laughs> uh, I
1: would I would say it's the better-looking one. That's what we'll go with. Uh, it's, it's an honor to have you on here, sir. It, oh, dr- <laughs> it was an honor to meet you many, many years ago when I did, which was also the same weekend I first met your son, Wes. And who would have thought years later we'd be doing the show together and such a great friendship would be struck up between us. Uh, but it has now. So, uh, it's fun to have gotten to know you over the years at the the hall of fame in Iowa, uh, and just hear stories of you and your family, uh, from Wes. And maybe we'll get some more of that as the show goes on. But, uh, yeah, we've been really talking about this show a lot uh, of getting you on here, and we've been very patient about it, and it's just amazing that this is happening finally, and it's a great way to kick off 2021, so again, we're just excited that you're here, so let's uh, let's dive into some fun stuff. First of all, uh, Wes is now engaged, so we, again, we've already congratulated him on that, but uh, you were there when that all happened. Uh, how, how was that, seeing your boy find himself some love?
0: Well, I was shocked, and uh, you know, I I knew it'd take a fine woman. I didn't know he would capture such a fine woman as uh, uh, Stephanie. So, uh, my congratulations to him and Stephanie, and uh, I look forward to being a grandfather.
1: There you go. The pressure's on now, Wes. <laughs>
3: you yeah, actually made him. I actually made him uh, record it, and I was going crazy that day. He'll tell you I was. Not a fun person to deal with. I was I had a lot going on.
1: Which, I mean, I and I told I told Red this when uh, her and I uh, when she was on the phone the last episode briefly. On dude, I mean, months before you did it, and you had told me you were planning on doing it. Like that day, you were like, "I'm so nervous. I don't. I'm so nervous." Like you were you were already feeling it then. Uh, so I could imagine what you were like.
0: Hey, I, I, I got to tell you, he wasn't an easy guy to deal with that weekend. He was a real pain in the ass. And I, I know what a pain in the ass is because I've raised him all of his life, and he's been a pain in my ass ever since he was a little bitty baby boy. You know, he probably and he, did he ever tell you about Tommy? He, he punched the Hulk Hogan right in the gonads.
1: No, that has not come up on this show yet. No, but you're the one that
3: instigated it, so why don't you tell the story because you're the instigator. I'm always the
0: instigator. You know, uh, Hogan came over to. Uh, back, back in the days, you know, uh, for those days, we, we lived way out in the country. I mean, now it's in the country, but that, back then it was way in the country of the western I mean We didn't have any, any type of uh, recreation around except for the lake. And so uh, one day we heard a bunch of motorcycles coming down our driveway. Look out the winner, there was Hulk Hogan, as Brutus Beefcake, there was Hogan's in-laws at the time. And then
3: I
1: think we lost him. Yeah, the internet's a little weak out there, apparently. Yep. He, is, he, he does have some nice, like, alone land out there, so. Yeah. What, do you want to continue with any of this while uh, he's frozen until he pops back in? Yeah, well, so First of all, as a child to see Hulk Hogan and like a, him leading like a motorcycle gang rolling up your driveway is just surreal. Yeah,
3: that, that was pretty funny because they were all in like typical wrestling outfits. Okay, you're back on. You we kind of lost you.
0: Hey, uh, yeah. what should I do? Should I go in your room where the router is, or what? Yeah, that would actually make it better. Well let me try that. I gotta unplug everything and walk
1: in there first, so yeah, I'm okay. gonna... we'll wait. Yeah, I'll i I'll take him out while he's walking.
0: Yeah. Okay, light, light on me, the lie don't be the shit, but we'll try it.
1: Yeah. Again, that's a surreal the just a story. Like, oh, you know, when I was a little kid, Hulk Hogan came rolling up with his biker gang. Dude, I got uh, kicked
3: out of the bed by um um Bill Billy Jean.
1: Gene. Billy Jean. Jim-
3: yeah we'll tell that story he Um, started that to me every day i'm right by the router now
1: yeah Yeah. you're
3: perfect now beautiful perfect okay so finish telling so the so a biker gang led by uh the one and only hogan
0: Okay, here we go. Uh, reset the deal. You know, we're, we're looking out the window hear This noise and look down up the driveway. Come on. We got a long driveway. It's about, about, you know, a little less than a quarter of a mile long and back in it before I had it paved and it was just dirt. Look out there. Big dust storm. Yeah, motorcycle game coming down. You know, we live on a lake, and we live out in the country. And it wasn't unusual, as was to tell you. We used to have cars coming down our driveway a lot, you know, just people out Sunday driving or weekend driving, you know, looking at the country homes and everything, and just pulling in, in your driveway. So wasn't a big deal. And all of a sudden, I looked out, and the, the bike shut down, looked out, said, big guy, hell, it's Terry Bowley, a Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he comes walking up, you know. He just wants to be us. They're out riding their bikes on a on a on a weekend uh, evening, and uh, so we 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 you know we get out and he said, "Hey, you got a lake back here, don't you?" I said, "Yeah," and he said, "Let's take a look at it." So we walk in the back, walk out to dock, and West Course joins us. He's a toddler, he not a toddler, but you know, in his early teens or or pre teens, whatever the hell it was. So uh, he was young. So we, we walk out the dock look at the fish and the lake and all that. And so we're walking back to towards the house, stop and, uh, Terry looked down at Wes said, Hey, Wes, you, you like grass? And, oh, yeah, I like grass. And Wes said, I could throw a good punch too, you know, cause he used to throw punches on me and I had to, got a crappy punch. He'll let it show you how to do a punch. <laughs> so, uh, he rears back and you know, Hogan's way up here and Wes is way down there. He wears back and he swings, he hits Hogan, he hits him right smack dab in the damn crotch. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, he bends over, he squats down. I mean, he he knocked the breath out, out of Terry, man. You know, Terry favoring his balls the whole time he was there. Um, yeah, but I don't
3: think it was bad as me kicking Macho Man in the nuts.
0: When did that happen? I know whether you yeah. used to, Macho the man down at school one day too.
3: That's when it was. It was at school. You brought him. You brought him to school, and then um, we were in the back. And that was when I just started doing martial arts. And 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 he was like, "Oh, show me how hard you can kick." Yeah. And you looked at me, and and I just kicked him square in the nuts. Yeah, and <laughs> dropped him.
0: That's the kind of upbringing he he had. Ace. I mean, you know, he, he beat up all the WWE stars that would come around. And you know, Macho Man, God rest his soul. What what a great guy he was. And uh, he he adored him and West. I mean, were I mean, from the time West was you know just a baby to to whenever Macho Man left us, him and West were really tight and really good friends. I was really proud of that because. Macho Man was a real strange, uh, cat, as you know, uh, and he was, he was, you know, he didn't make a lot of friends, but he really had something special for Wes. And anytime Wes was in school and Wes needed somebody there to come and talk, you know, he'd ask me and I went, okay, let's call Randy. And he called, we called Macho Man and he, well, Randy, would you come to my school? And Randy, of course, couldn't turn him down. And so here come Randy and Miss Elizabeth to, uh, Wes's school. So. Wes was over with all the guys and the girls, and especially the teachers when Macho Man was
3: Yeah, and um, I think really Macho Man really enjoyed um, talking to schools because when he retired, all he did was work with special needs people, and he pretty much donated his rest of his life into, you know, helping out special needs kids and being there for them. So I think he always had a heart for kids and always just enjoyed – the aspect of kids and that's funny you mentioned because back in the day this used to give me a hundred dollars to be the locker room um i guess you would say bring guys soda or whatever they needed
0: you were the gopher you were the gopher you were the runner for the guys and the guys loved you and they loved having you around they'd rip the hell out of him all the time i mean you know they'd you know, hey, West girlfriend, or hey, West go talk that girl over there for me. You know, get a, that's how he became so uh, easy to talk to girls, you know, because the guys had him running around doing errands for him. And after the night was over, Wes would end up making more money. Undertaker tipping him 20 bucks, you know, somebody else would tip him some money, you know, but Macho Man never tipped him any money. He just gave him advice.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. That's amazing. <laughs> I you 'cause because Wes and I, are, you, you, we're, I mean, we're the same age basically. I think I'm a year older than you, maybe. So, like, hearing these stories, this is like, it's like, ugh, that's the childhood I would have dreamed of. Like, well, no, like, you wouldn't have to You wouldn't want. You as wouldn't a want fan dream, point, because, though,
3: no, because I, when you're in bed sleeping, trying to to sleep, <laughs> you
0: got someone like
3: hillbilly Jim show up and kick you out of your bed.
0: Kim the same thing. Kim kicked came out one night. Kim Patera came in, you know, we'd have been on an all-night trip, and, you know, he had just a few hours kill before the airport. You guys have all experienced that, you know, you you don't want to check in the hotel because you're wasting your money because you're only going to be there. So I said, hell, just, you know, come in and get in bed with my son there. You know, he, he won't know it. You know, it's 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. All of a sudden, this big old 300-pounder hillbilly gym or or – Terror or, or or even Brutus uh, Beefcake would get kick or Greg come kind of kick West out of bed, you know. Hey, scoot over, kid. You know, you got company <laughs> you know. uh, That's it was, there was quite an upbringing for you.
1: Definitely, it's funny hearing these stories. I kind of, to me now, maybe makes me realize too why you kind of went all the other modes and instead of going into the wrestling business right coming out of like high school and stuff. West being that you were around it your whole life so i mean that's what you knew so mm-hmm. i could see how you would want something different uh but it's crazy to see first of all an amazing wakeboarder an amazing career in wakeboarding uh what were your thoughts on that Jerry when uh, Wes was like i'm going pro
0: uh
1: well i wasn't shocked i mean it,
0: the whole story was i remember i remember
1: you know we we
0: back in back in the day i said we live way out in the country so we had every form of dish that you could possibly have, antenna for a TV. I ended up with this damn gigantic, what was it, a 12 foot uh, dish, satellite dish that you could remote control, pull in any station, you know, in, in the world. And so I, I'd come in from work, I'd come in from wherever I was at, and he'd be on the, watching TV, and he'd be watching a sports channel, he'd be watching wakeboarding. Like I said, we lived on the lake. We always had a trampoline here for the guys, you know. Always, you know, because the athletes and the trampoline is good conditioning for you and good coordination for you. The next day, I know he's tying a damn ski rope to the back uh, on one of these damn uh, palm trees we got growing out in the yard. Pull that damn trampoline over. He's practicing all those flip flop and flies from a from a rope from tied to a palm tree. And at the time, we didn't have a boat, but I had a jet ski. So we rigged that jet ski up for, you know, we, I could pull him behind the jet ski. But it just wasn't getting the trick done. Then one of our neighbors around the corner that West became very good friends with bought a wakeboard boat. And, of course, when he saw that, you know, Daddy, i got to have a boat. Daddy, what can I do? Daddy, I need a boat, you know. So I tell you what, I finally sprung for a boat. And, uh, you know, gas, I mean, gas money was, you know, so I, you know, a lot of weed would grow in the lake there, you know, during the, during the winter time. So him and his buddies would come over, they'd want some gas money. I said, see that patch of weeds out there? I'll need 10 well barrels full of weeds and I'll give you 10 bucks and you go down the corner and get some, uh, get some gasoline. Yeah. And it was they watch
3: I said we drive the tractor down there to get gasoline.
0: Yeah, I drive my old yard tractor down there like George Jones, <laughs> and uh, they'd get the gasoline and up. Uh, and but you know, but I really had to watch them because they'd give me a little sack of weed about like fish. and I said no, I want a wheelbarrow full of weed. So I'd have to make them fill the wheelbarrow up, and then we'd push it up front and dump it wherever. And we'd get ten wheelbarrows, and we'd go get ten dollars worth of gas. They'd drive down the court. And I tell you, I usually, you know, when you're on the road, you accumulate a lot of change. I'd save my quarters for them in a pot back there for gas money. And also him and his buddies, I know I'd, when I get up buddy staying overnight, you know, all of a sudden I'd he'd think he was sneaking out on me. But they'd go back there and steal my damn quarters and go down to damn sicko down there. And they had a quarter pinball machine down at the corner down there. And they'd play that damn pinball machine all night. Wes didn't know that guy was a friend of mine and he'd stooge those guys off every time they come down there, y'all. You know? and, uh, and so uh, I, I had my hand full with Oh,
1: I bet. I bet. That's <laughs> great. Um, but yeah, so wakeboarding and then you eventually do go into professional wrestling. So Jerry, let's talk about how that goes down when Wes comes to you. I want to be a wrestler. I want to get into it. We, 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 you've, you know the, the time at FCW. We saw that on the FCW documentary. Um, still a really cool picture of uh, you, Xavier Woods, uh, and Wes when they won those t- tag titles at FCW, uh, as well as then eventually going to TNA, Impact, Aces and Eights, and all of that. So when the wakeboarding was all done, and he comes and says, "I want to be a pro wrestler," what was uh, what was the stance then? What kind of advice was given? Uh, kind of help did you do?
0: Well, honestly, uh, you know, I gave Wes the same advice that, that I, I like to give everybody else. If you're going to do something, do it all the way. Don't, don't, do do it. Do it half-ass. And, uh, and uh, you know, I'd seen through his wakeboarding. I mean, he he uh, he started out here on the lake, like I said, behind the behind a damn jet ski, then behind boats, and there was a tournament over. I'm saying all this to get to the to, to the park there. There was a wakeboard tournament up the road in a little town called Land of Lakes on Lake Padgett up there. I think, you yeah. uh, Hyperlite or somebody like that had put it on. One of these grassroots tournaments, you know. Yes, they're looking for rookies. They're looking for potential riders is basically what they're looking for, the easy way to do it. So they had, they set out a boat shop and put on a term, grassroots tournament and the local guys went. Wes went out there and they'd been, been doing it. Matter of weeks and months, and he just blew everybody away. I and mean, he won the damn thing. Holy cow! Kid got some talent. You know, pretty soon Hyperlite, right off the bat, Hyperlite is signing him. So, you know, he he gets to the point where he's ranked now nationally and globally. You know, in the, in the top ten in the world. You know, and he's doing it. so. You know. I kind of knew the wrestling was going to take take, a, and we'd talked about it. And he always dad, you know, you, you know, you, you're, you're the wrestling Your family's in the wrestling, but I, I want, to do my own thing. Of course, I want to try my own. I want to try this way. Boy. And so I had to give him credit, you know, it took a lot of balls to do that. And, I, you know, of course I, you know, you do what, what, what you think best for your kid. So I, I consented to it. And uh, we went over to Orlando rode in the amateur circuit a few years and, you know, got pretty high up in the top five in the world. And then, uh, then, uh, one year he comes to me, you know, and uh, I think Correct Craft or Natique or one of the boat companies now is getting serious, you know, cause he's, he's getting ready to turn pro And some of these big sponsors started coming to us and, you know, offering some deals and, and, you know, and I knew with Wes aside, cause he, he wasn't, you know, no giant like me, you know, we, we, we had to work to get bigger, and uh, and uh, so wakeboarding, you know, wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't it wasn't something that I was wild about because I'd been to a few few tournaments and some of those kids were. You think wrestlers are crazy? Well, those wakeboard kids, they're 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 totally insane. What a blast! I had met some of the greatest parents in the world, and I'm still friends with uh with some. Um, one of them, uh, uh, Mr. Friday, he worked for that Free Willy movie, so. Very interesting people, you know, and very, very, very nice people. So I knew, knew he'd be a good hand to them. And, uh, and then, you know, he started getting sponsored, like I said, started making some money. And, uh, you know, but that old winter bug started creeping up on him. And that sport, too, because in, in high school and, and middle school wrestling, your body takes a pounding while it's growing. You know, you really don't realize, but it takes a pounding and all of all those amateur moves, you know, you get put on you all the time. And West West was an intent in amateur wrestling as he is in pro wrestling. And that brother, that's intense. So, uh, so his body was already beat up. So this weight board beaten him up. And then, uh, well, one day he was probably, I believe it was for the x Games out in L.A. He, was, he got up and he was going to do one of those 1040s or whatever the hell they're called where you do three three circulations. And mm-hmm. He come down on that wakeboard, just landed wrong, but his body kept on turning. There went his ACL, his MCL, his PCL, mm-hmm. and every, every other LL in his body. Just snapped everything and then boom. And being professional sports, you're wakeboarding the same way. All of a sudden, hey, you're not riding, you know, you're not making us any money, you're not getting any pub for us, you know. And there, all of a sudden, the boat sponsor goes, the clothing sponsor goes, all these other sponsorships are gone. And, you know, they're giving them the healthy kids, that have had a ride, and you can't really blame them, all, although you, you were really upset at the time, that they, they tell you that, you know. And, uh, and so uh, so he came to me and he said, well, you know, uh, we waited and he got healed up, and, you know, he said, I want to wrestle. So, uh, Mr. Steve Kern that was running a little independent before he opened FCW and he was uh, running a little independent, uh, uh, wrestling school not too far from my house, about 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes from my house. So, uh, I took him down there just so he could see a ring and see the set. I mean, he'd seen plenty a ring, but. He'd never seen any of the training. All you know, he had never seen was you know the Macho Man's and the Hogans and the finished products, you know, and 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 the big arenas that we'd go to. So C put him in the ring, and you know he was pretty natural in the ring, you know, from his amateur wrestling. And as they started going, C said so they did pretty good, you know. So. We wait a year, wait a year, and finally, you know, he gets 100% healed up. And, uh, so we talked to WWE and WWE said send me down there to Curran. At that time, Curran had opened up FCW, you know, for WWE. So he got on down there. Now, I think about a year into that, uh, that growth area there, they, they, uh, Dusty Rhodes, I think is the one that, uh, uh, that came up with the idea of team helmet Xavier Woods.
3: It was about it was probably about I would wanna
0: say two years out. Okay, about two years. ago. two two, two and a half. Okay. It was Dusty, right? That mm-hmm. to, so Dusty Dusty talked and I said, Yeah, go for it, you know, and uh you know and everybody you know was, Are you gonna change the name of drink, I said, Hell no, he's not gonna change his name <laughs> that's, that's West Briscoe. you know, why do you wanna change his name for it. Right. We went with what Dusty wanted to do, and he kept his name there. How many Xavier? They decided it was time for How Xavier to kind of move up, and they put the uh, the the like the NXC belt, the FCW tag team belt on How and Xavier Woods, and and they got over like a million dollars. Mm-hmm. And you know the night they invited me down to, to watch them win the belt, and told me to go out and help them celebrate. That was a wonderful evening for me there.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you've had such a great career and so many just, uh, cr- you know, just amazing moments. I mean, again, uh, you you and your brother and the Briscoe brothers as a tag team, uh, one of the best all-time tag teams. Uh, you've held titles on your own. Uh, you've had a hand as well as in getting careers started for some major players in the wrestling world as well, too. Uh, Hogan was one of them, right?
0: Hogan, Hogan was actually the first one. Was he? Uh, okay,
1: and that was because. So was that pre him going to AWA?
0: Uh that was pre A. That was pre everything. I mean, you, like
1: was, you yeah, broke
0: yeah, your- That was that was coming out of a bar room playing a bass guitar in a bar room to to the to Florida Championship Wrestling. Is what it was like. I mean, that's how early it was. You know, I and. Mean, and, uh, you know, uh, we, we let our, our trainer at that time was Hiro Matsuda, a real tough Japanese fella, uh, train Terry. And then, uh, uh, he also trained Ron Simmons. He trained, uh, Lex Luger. And he trained, uh, Paul Orndorff and he trained, uh, trained a bunch of other guys there, but Hiro was a trainer and he, he wasn't easy on guys and, uh, you know, but Hogan made it through the cut, of course, so, uh. So uh, yeah, Hogan was the first.
1: Who were some of the other names that you brought in?
0: Well, uh, you know, we brought in. I brought in also. I I did bring him in, but I I, I got him into professional wrestling. Kevin Nash. A lot of people know we don't have been talked about very much. But uh, Kevin was a basketball player at Tennessee. Well, I, you know, I traveled Georgia and I traveled Carolinas and Florida and. <coughs> Excuse me. I always wanted to get into the business end of the of the uh, of the business of the professional wrestling. So uh, so I made friends with a building manager there in the Omni there in Atlanta, Georgia, famous old Omni there in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, and uh, he uh, Mike Oshu, I think was his name there. So well, one day I was at the body shop, Briscoe Brothers Body Shop, and I get a phone call from Mike Oshu and he said, Hey, I got a big basketball player here name is kevin nash he's seven foot one or seven foot tall and way three he just won Mister george when he quit 20 uh finished playing basketball in Tennessee. he moved down to atlanta looking for something to do and he couldn't make the nba the atlanta hawks so uh he was a bouncer at a bar you know what most of us do or most guys do you know in between gigs there so uh and he befriended Mike Oshad, the building manager there. Mike said, Hey, man, you ever thought about pro wrestling? And Kevin Not really. He said, What do you all think about it? And about two weeks later, he ran into Kevin again. And Kevin came up to him and he said, Hey, can you get me in that pro wrestling? And he said, Well, come by the office tomorrow. I got a good friend. I'll call. He's pretty influential. Maybe, maybe we can get you, get you something. So this was even my, by, by, uh, I would just got into WWE. I was doing local promotion at the time. So I wasn't, doing anything. I was just working here locally doing promotion in, in the southern state for events. And so I called Jody Hamilton, the assassin up in Atlanta, Georgia. And I said, Jody, I got a big guy up there. He's seven foot one, seven foot tall, whatever he is, close to 300 pounds. He looks looks unbelievable. Funny story on this. I And I asked Mike, and Mike, send me some pictures of, of Kevin. So he had just done the Mr. Georgia contest and he won it, so he was just ripped. Sure. So uh, when I day I got the picture, we were scheduled. It was Terry and whoever the group for the Florida group was at the time we were running. I was running Pensacola, Florida, so Terry didn't want to drive all the way to Pensacola, so he, then chartered a plane for him. So only I got to go on the charter, and I was going through my books. And I said, "Look what I got in the mail today." I showed Terry these pictures of Kevin Nash, and he. You know, from winning Mr. Doherty. it oh, the cow looks like I for my next competition. Oh, bingo. You know, I, who would have thought he, he was so right on that, you know? Right. But, uh, so. Anyway, Jody praying Kevin. So Kevin was another one that, that I brought in. I mean, Ronnie Bass in the WWE from Florida. I mean, I, I, the list goes on, you know. And then, of course, all the amateurs, uh, you know, sent in. But I wasn't even a talent scout back then. I was just up. Uh, you know, invested in in the world of professional wrestling, I wanted to see the product get better, better, and I saw all these guys, and I figured they could they could help me you know, help me uh, achieve that goal. And uh, so I the reason I brought them all in like
1: that. Yeah, and you uh, definitely with the amateur wrestling because that was kind of your thing. Uh, like you were really looking at the the amateur wrestlers, which and your whole family, uh, Wes, you included, had, had a you know, great stints with amateur wrestling, uh, Jerry, you, uh, Oklahoma, am I right?
0: Oklahoma state. Yeah.
1: Oklahoma state. Uh, Wes, were you high school? Yeah, I was pretty,
3: pretty good in high school.
0: Wes West was, stud stud was a stud in high school. He, 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 he had, he had, he had, he, uh, he had the pin record for his school for a while, you know, and, uh, well, he was a pinner. He'd go out there and, uh, and I, I, you know, I, you know, there's a lot of these guys named up like Steve Michael, you have from probably never heard of him, but he, he was a guy, big heavyweight for Iowa and Oklahoma State. One of the few guys that transferred from Iowa to Oklahoma State, won national championship to both of them. But, but guys used to be fearful of going on a mat with him because he was so mean and strong. Well, that was the West, but he wasn't a heavyweight then. You know, he was, he was an upper, 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 a lot lighter heavyweight. He was a 160, uh, Pound class. No, oh, like, like 140, one forty, one fifty-two. But he was, he was, he was ripped. Yeah, man. He was, he was, you know, cause I had him out here working on that damn farm all the time, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and doing physical labor. So he was strong. He was a big, big old strong country boy. And he did, he, he got to look at him. From the West. I told Wes a time, I'll let Wes tell that story about Unless you just lock up, that's not how you lock up. You lock up and you shake and shake them in their damn boots. So what happened last? Well, yeah. You know. But um, so
3: how did you end up
0: meeting uh King Mo? King oh, Mo, Mo you was okay. I, I, you had, you guys had King Mo, and I hear he's got a foul mouth too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that was King a dirty show. I've talked on the phone with him several times. Now, he's called me sometimes when, you know, real late at night, one of those late-night calls, you know. And I've heard that, that foul language. You know. <laughs> and so, but he, uh, King Mo was was an Oklahoma State guy, and I'd heard through the grapevine, you know, that he would be a good prospect, you know. West, I, you know, the Smiths and all those guys out in Oklahoma, you know, they keep an eye out for talent for me. So they called me and called me back to King Mo. So I hooked up with King Mo. And we, you know, I, I brought him into ODW and, uh, and he, you know, we wanted to sign him right away. And I kept on him and finally he said, Mr. Briscoe, he said, I got to tell you the truth. He said, I love pro wrestling. He said, I bet you want to be one, but right now all I want to do is knock people out. Mm-hmm. I, said, well, I understand. <laughs> yeah. So you go knock some people out. You win that, you win that, uh, MMA championship and, you know, give me a call when you're ready, you know.
1: Yeah. I'm still waiting on that call, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, and it was crazy because like Wes, you and King Mel met, and you didn't realize that, right? No, right? Um, you no. heard of him, but you hadn't met yeah.
3: him. Yeah, I called my dad and I was like, "Hey, didn't you help out uh, King Mel?" My dad's like, "Yeah, he's a good friend of mine." And he's like, ribbing him about Oklahoma State," and so of course I started ribbing him, and uh, we. That's when we all. That's when I became friends with uh, King Mel, and then we became friends ever since then. But, um yeah, it, it was cool having him at TNA. He was a real good guy, and he loves pro wrestling, like he mentioned on the podcast. You know, that's one of his favorite things in the world. And it's just cool seeing, you know, all those guys like the Kane, the Velasquez, and, you know, the Brock Lesnar. everyone just respecting pro wrestling. So it makes it really, really good to see those guys, you know, get excited to pro wrestle. You know, it's pretty good to see
1: yeah, that's very, uh, he, yeah, he was a beast in MMA. Uh, and from what I've heard, the wrestling before that, because I never saw him actually do the amateur wrestling. But
0: Yeah, uh, Ace, he was one of those guys, like and like, like that Michael K guy. So that guy's fear because Mo, I mean, you look at him, and he, he, he's an intimidating uh, uh, sight, you know. But right. he was just as physical as he was intimidating. So uh, you go out there on the mat with him, you, you, you not only had a match, you had a fight. Right. Yeah,
3: well, here's a question that I've always wanted to know: How did you get in touch with Kurt, or did Kurt get in touch with you?
0: Kurt. Okay, here. Uh, Kurt's a great story because when 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 Kurt won the Olympics in '76, I, I you know I was still uh, uh eighty six. I'm sorry, ninety six. Ninety six. Holy cow! I'm I'm really trying to date myself, but I
3: <laughs> I had
0: just moved up to the office and just started taking the office job So so uh I hadn't, like I said, I wasn't into recruiting, you know, I was just, I was busy doing everything else with that, so, um, you know, I, I, of course, I followed Raf and I followed Kirk's career and I saw him win the gold medal and all that stuff, but I didn't really think a lot of me, because a lot of these gold after, after they win that gold medal, usually, you know, they're, they're, they, get, they get so many offers, you know, that, that you know, they're, they're not interested in being physical anymore. Kurt went out to Hollywood on an offer. I mean, the office called him and, and Kurt was a, a, from Pittsburgh and, uh, our, our, our corporate attorney, Jerry McDivitt, his hometown is Pittsburgh. So when Kurt wanted, of course, McDivitt called Vince, hey, Olympic champions right here, you know, in my backyard. Oh, will I'm going to get this guy for you. So he was always talking lawyer speak to Kurt, you know, talking all this legal mumbo jumbo to Kurt. Kurt wasn't getting it, you know, and, uh, Several other people had tried and finally they gone through all the executives up there and finally yeah, one day I get a phone call from Vince and says, Hey Bristol, it's Kid Angle out there. We've tried several times. He's gone out to Hollywood and they didn't make a star. He tried this forecast but he didn't like that. He was good but he didn't like it. And he he said, I think if you call him so I did a little research on Kurt. Kurt went to Clarion University right outside of Pittsburgh, right outside of his hometown there. But his first offer was to Oklahoma State, and so uh, my the coach that recruited me actually was recruiting Kurt, and my coach that recruited Kurt right before Kurt decided to sign, he took another job with the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, and founded the, he started the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, and then so uh, Kurt... Uh, Kurt decided that, lie, and Oklahoma State harder now. Oklahoma State had hired another coach that got them in trouble with the NCAA and they couldn't participate in the national tournament. Well, that's the main reason you go to college, you know, to, to be a national champion on a national championship team. So, you know, it didn't work out. So, Kurt was also a great football player. So uh he lost interest in Oklahoma State when they lost their 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 eligibility for NCAA and he tried he had a football scholarship offer at Penn State and. By the time he, he, you know, he decided he was going to go there, Joe Paterno had done taking the football scholarship away and given it to somebody else. So at Loyola University, Clarion was the only one left in the Southern Town, so he took that and became a two-time national champion there. So so when he told me, uh, you know, I called Kurt, so I called Kurt and, I, you know, I, I used the Oklahoma State and, and Coach Rye, Coach Rye, my I said, you know, we got something in common. So. That really gave Kurt and I that really close bond, you know, that we were basically headed for the same school and, you know, the same coach involved in recruiting both of us, all that. So that gave me a kind of relationship. So I started talking to Kurt as a friend instead of as an attorney type all that legal stuff. And, you know, hey, Kurt, this is what we're really all about. You know, you're you're hearing all this stuff from, from attorney and from promoters and everything. I'm one of the guys, you know, you ask me any questions. Uh, and finally, I talked him into just giving it an opportunity. Of course, he came in. He was natural at it, and he loved it, and he loved the physicality of it, and he loved the competition of it, and the rest is history, man. So that, that's basically how Kirk got there. I put the finishing touches on the deal.
3: Yeah, and it's kind of crazy how in full circle I get to wrestle him main event on a pay-per-view. Oh, it yeah. was crazy. It was a it was a match. Match, you know, like it's kind of crazy and, and full circle how it all comes around. I mean, just as crazy as I got to wrestle Dory Funk Jr. Oh. And
0: yeah, you know, the other Kurt. I mean, Kurt even. I mean, Kurt would call Wes when Kurt, Kurt called him from a road if he knew Wes had a uh, big match and that's West how he did and everything. And Kurt won the, Kurt whenever Kurt would appear. And something that was really great for Wes and all my other high school kids when I, when I was bringing these college guys in. Every time we had run Tampa, part of their payback to me was they'd have to come and put on a camp at our school, a mm-hmm. high school, and, you know, teach my son and teach all the other kids, you know. Something it was an way. open
3: camp to every school that wanted to come.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we opened it up to everybody. I mean, it was like an open camp to the, to the city, you know. I brought Olympic champions. I brought Kel Sanderson, in, you know, the four-timer, uh, undefeated guy. I brought all those guys down here for pants for all all my kids. I mean, not just Wes, but all my wrestling kids. You know, all
3: right?
1: Yeah. That, and that is crazy that it goes full circle that you put the finishing touches on Kurt Angle having a career in professional wrestling, and then down the road, uh, Wes and Kurt have this cage match. On
0: that uh, was one. insane. I always thought that was really cool. You know, here's a guy that helped teach him high school wrestling. All of a sudden, Wes is involved in a main event with him and, and a major pace of view, and I was.
1: I was proud of both of them, you know? So, also, you know, when when Wes was doing TNA Wrestling, you were still working for WWE. So, I don't know the inner workings of these companies, but my guess is it may not be, like, great if other people from other companies are at other shows. So, how was that for you trying to get to see Wes wrestle? Was it not a problem? Uh, I know Wes has told me some stories uh, about uh, you maybe having to sneak into a show to watch him once. Uh, Russell, while he was doing TNA.
0: Well, this, this this is a great story, and uh you know here, here's what happened. You know, West with you know they with that Aces and H, and they were getting hotter than a firecracker. They were the hottest group in in the country at, at that time. You know, the Aces and H. I mean, they were they were they were doing bang up business. You know, with them, and so uh, so they were coming into the Sun Dome, and I and I hadn't seen West with uh wrestle on that level, you know, I'd seen him wrestle on the on the, on the the minor league level, on the FCW NXT type level, but I'd never seen Wes wrestle on, the, on a major level with major promotion to a major TV, so it was my first time, and, you know, all my old friends were there, Bruce Pritchard was there, Eric Bischoff was there, Hogan was there, and I forgot, you know, all that, all that, all that, that TNA crew was there, and so, uh, I didn't want to cause a scene, and I knew if I just went there as Jerry Bush, I do not want to go backstage, and, you know, and,
3: uh, well, didn't you, didn't, didn't you ask before a couple times if you could just come watch me, and you got told you couldn't?
0: Well, I asked, and they said, it'd probably be best that, you know, you're not seen, you know, they, they never told me, no, I couldn't go, you know, but I, I they just said, probably be best if, you know, if I, if I did, if I, if I did, you know, and I, and I could understand because, you know, some guy goes in all the dirt sheets, you know, right? Hey, Gerald Briscoe's backstage there. You know, what's he doing? You know, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to cause no commotion with the West, you know, with, with TNA and I didn't want to cause any friction, you know, at the office. What are you doing at TNA? And after I have to answer 99 questions. You know, so, you know, so, uh, I come up with this plan, you know, of course, uh, the aces and eights had those, those masks, those mask yeah. bandanas and this told. You know, I, I didn't I don't even think I told well I, well, I did, because 'cause you're the one that gave me the, the damn math, so I told you what I was gonna do. So they're at the Sundone and I really wanted to go to Sundome and see see West participate, you know, on that level, high level. So uh I didn't tell Pritchard, I didn't tell anybody I was coming down except for West, you know, and so uh so I, 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 go in and I, I, I get in line. I put on that damn bandana, put on a pair of sunglasses. And I got a baseball cap on like West, pulled down way over my head and you couldn't see nothing, you know. So, you know, going in, you're going in to the ticket booth. They make you expose your face, you know. So you know, I don't know why, but they, you know, okay, I'll pull my mask down, pull my, and I, I didn't notice, but some little kid about five, seven years old happened to see me. So, I pulled everything back up and I went and sat over in the corner. I said, oh, sit, sit way off in the corner by myself. You know, they're, you know, they had a big house there, but I found the corner right up in the sun like it. And, you know, close to the beer sand where the beer sand was just a couple of feet away and yeah. the fairway coming down, uh, down going downstairs happened to go into their locker room area there. So I'm sitting there watching the matches and I know they're doing a couple of tapings. I watched them do the first taping, you know, and I got thirsty. So I said, well, I'm going to go get me a beer. So I walk over to the beer stand. I get me a beer. I got my mask pulled up and, uh, and my, my glasses on, my baseball cap pulled out. I'm ordering a beer, and I happen when I get my beer. I turn around, and about three people behind me said, an Eric Bishop. <laughs> and I thought, oh, man, what a great opportunity. I hadn't seen Eric in a long time, and I love Eric to death. Like Eric Eric's a great guy, and Eric, and, uh, of course, Garrett and Wes were partners and everything, and, uh, so I hadn't seen Eric in a long time. So I wait for Eric to get get his beer. After he gets the beer, I kind of walk up to him. He's sitting over in the corner, just kind of looking around, looking out, you know, like a promoter does. The old promoter used to go out. Yeah, looking
3: out. He, he, yeah not, to pause you real quick, Eric would always tell me halfway in the middle of the show, he'd always like to go to the top of the rafters. And see the crowd's reaction, see how many people and see what they were. And he would watch some of the show up there just because he wanted to see just what everyone was doing from the crowd to the people. He wanted to know what was going on. So he would go to the very top of the rafters and, wa- and watch the show sometimes. And that's, my, when, he bumped, that's, that's when he bumped into – or my dad bumped into him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So anyway, I go up and I kind of, uh, I kind of elbowed him Right, I looked, I said, Mr. Bischoff. He said, yes, sir. I said, I think you could beat that damn Vince McMahon. You know, because he, he challenged me one job. <laughs> he kind of looked at me like, you know, cocked that head up. for well, who the hell are you? Right? I said, my money was on you, Eric, you know, and uh, he's still, he said, well, you know, I, I was just running my mouth, you know, in competition like that. I said, well, I still think he can keep it that. As a matter of fact, I said I think he kicked you this about even. and I said just started outlining a bullshit with him, you know, and he he he's just going along with. All of a sudden, I you you know, you you can see it in people's eyes they start getting curious. Who is this guy? I know I know this guy. He could feel who the hell I was, but he just you, didn't told me, you,
3: you told me at first you you pissed him off. You kept asking him for an autograph.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah I kept asking for an autograph, and he, he said no. I don't want to start it up here, you know. I give you an autograph, I'm gonna to have to sign everybody else. Thank you, Wes, for filling in the gaps here because I'm old. And so, you know, and I tell Mr. Bishop. Please, I I like I told you, I think he kicked a man's ass. you know. Can I have your autograph? No, no. And <laughs> finally he just he finally says, "Who the hell are you?" So I just take take my mask and I pull it down. And it's like, uh, Briscoe, you son of <laughs> And then he went over, got got four more beers, and we went over to a table and sat down and spent the rest of the evening, you know, drinking beer and bullshit. Man, yeah, you guys said
3: you watched the rest of the show. up there.
0: Yeah, we uh, went up up and the, up there where Eric liked, you know, and we sat there watching him the rest of the show for the rest of the night. You know? Oh, that's nice. a good. Time.
1: I wish I would have known that story. Like, I wish you would have told me that because you told me that. A couple months ago, Wes. I wish I'd have known that because he was on the Jericho cruise when I was on it this last year, and we were talking. I didn't know if I'd have known that story. I'd have been like, "I know something about you. You want to? You want to hear this? Um, That's amazing." So again, Jerry, you've had just an amazing career. You got an amazing family. Uh, You know, Wes is. uh, And just so you know, we've said this a few times on this show because when we bring other guests on, they always speak so highly of Wes that it really does show family, you know what I mean, as far as, like, it really shows the people that the Briscoe family is, and you guys are all kind to everybody that are around you, and that are in front of you, Uh, I mean, you guys have always been pleasurable anytime I'm around, Uh, and it it speaks that Wes has such a great character, uh, and just an all-around great guy in this business, and that can sometimes be hard to find, so uh, just felt like something that should be said, just so you can hear that, but You've had tons of great moments in your career. So here's what I want to ask both of you. Um, I don't care who wants to go first, but uh, all these great mem- uh, moments that you've had in your career, Jerry, I want to know which one stands out the most, if you can, or just one that is very just a fond memory for you. And then, last, I want to know what's one of your favorite moments uh, that you think of, of when you think of your dad?
0: I'll, I'll give it a start since I'm the oldest. There, uh, we we touched on my favorite memory. I mean, I I and I got I got two of them. I got a couple of them. Uh, uh, the, you know the 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 biggest thrill I've had is watching them win of those tag team championships. You know, in Tampa, Florida. You know, and that, that was a proud moment. of my, They almost, I mean, uh, Xavier and uh, Wes blew up watching me celebrate. And yeah. the guys backstage blew up watching me so they They thought I was going to pass out out there. I was so happy and so exuberant, you know, but uh, that was a, that was a great memory. And a lot of Western matches that I saw in high school and, and, a lot of matches I saw my son, Joseph in high school, you know, they were both really, really good, solid competitors, but uh, winning that tag team championship in Tampa Ford, just meant something special to me. And uh, and I'll always be grateful for Xavier Wood because Xavier really, really took Wes under his wing. Xavier had come from TNA. He had already experienced a high level, right. and he was able to pass that knowledge willingly on to Wes and and elevate Wes not only in the ring but up here mentally, you know, and that that's why I really appreciate I mean, it's great when a guy takes time and teaches you how to be a better team partner. That's helping him out, but when he takes the time Teaches you how to be a better businessman. That's helping the business, helping everybody elevate themselves. And that's what Xavier did for West. And I'll always be grateful for that. And the great trainers that Wes had, you know, from Dr. Tom Pritchard to the great Norman Smiley mm-hmm. to Bill Nemai, who was there. Bill was a great, great, great instructor for Wes. And, uh, and of course, Steve Kern and, and, and all I don't know Wes, who am I that's missing? And of course the American dream Dusty Road would took I mean I mean West. we got pictured West when West would and if when he was crawling on Dusty Road the dining room and table and on the kitchen counter, you know, we got pictured him in a dream, you know, from babyhood, you know. Right. <laughs> because Dusty's wife Michelle and my wife Barbara and West's mom, they were they were they were like this. So uh, you know, they were almost inseparable when when Dusty and Michelle was living there in Tampa. They didn't live too far from us either. We were we were we were, all, we were always close friends with, with Dusty and his wife
1: Yeah, and that time at FCW, I mean, the the coaching staff. We've talked about this before when we had Dr. Tom on the show.
0: It was phenomenal coaching staff. I mean, I yeah. I mean, look look at the group of guys that come
1: out. You know,
0: around Dusty yeah. Tom. I you mean, superstar after superstar after superstar rolled out of that place. You know.
3: Yeah. I mean, almost every major star that's came out of there have been world champions. I mean, they from Sheamus to Drew McIntyre to just, I mean, the n- names go on and on. Johnny always,
0: Curtis, don't forget
3: John Johnny John. Curtis. I mean, Heath Slater, um, Roman Reigns, um, well, Roman I mean, had just started down there,
0: and um, yeah,
3: um, just. It's crazy. Um, the
0: girls, too, you know, don't forget them. There was, there was a, lot of, a lot of those girls. The Bella Twins were just starting down there. I was I there them. when I was there. Um, Alicia Fox was there. Um, trying to think of what other
3: girls were there. I don't
0: really, I don't know. Really. So they were just loaded with talent there. But, uh, they, you know, they, and watching some of the matches, I, they you know, when they, they – they, Kern was really good about, you know, like they'd run shows like on Holly, like Father Day, you know, and they'd have the fathers of some of the guys down. Ted DiBiase had come down. And, you know, Teddy was, Teddy Jr. was down there when, when you were down there. So, uh, you know, so there'd be a lot of us. Kern always got a lot of fathers and sons together, had father and son type, uh, like events, you know, which was really cool. Kern did a great job promoting the father. For
1: that's awesome. Wes, what so when you think back of everything your dad's accomplished that you got to see, what, what are some of those moments? Because again, there's some really big one. I mean, first of all, uh, Jerry. I'll you've been, tell you
0: a favorite one when he saw me wearing a dress. <laughs> <laughs>
3: is, you know,
1: I didn't grab any pictures of that to use during tonight's show. To be
0: honest,
1: I mean, um,
3: probably, probably when he got inducted to the Native American Hall of Fame was probably. I mean, getting inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame was pretty big, but for our tribe and our nation to nominate my dad into the Native American Hall of Fame, the Chickasaw Nation Hall of Fame, um was probably one of the biggest moments of just seeing how proud he was to represent our people, seeing how proud he was to... You know, just show the world what a Chickasaw could do. So that was really, really, really a moment that
0: I was really proud of.
1: Yeah, I mean that's your heritage. I mean that's even bigger than the wrestling world. That's... It was
0: family. It was it was a family award to me. It wasn't an individual award. It it was a family from from the very first time. I'm sure you know about the trail of tears. You know when the Chickasaws and Choctaws and the Civilized tribes were forced marched from Alabama, Mississippi out to, uh, to Oklahoma and, uh, you know, uh, thousands and thousands of, 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 ancestors died on their way out there, hence the, the term trail tears and got out there, then we were forced to sign the road and be registered and all that stuff. So, so it was, it was not, it was, it was a, a family thing, a survival, family survival award. And and the Chickasaw Nation is one of the strongest sovereign nations in the entire world and one of the best led nations in the entire world and uh, and to be uh, uh inducted by them into their hall of fame the highest award a nation can give you yeah so I was I was fortunate enough to have my family there and and back in the, so it was it was it was a great family night
1: Yeah that is amazing that's just uh, an amazing thing uh so congratulations to you for that um one, uh, So we're going to wind down here soon, but I, I do want to touch on one other thing. We did do this at the beginning of the show. We had a moment of silence for some of the people we've lost uh, in this last like month or two of professional wrestling because obviously we had a little break with the holidays as far as our show, Wes and I. So uh, first of all, as far as like uh, just wrestling, amateur and professionally, uh, Danny Hodge being gone uh, was a huge hit. Uh, legendary. I'm so thankful that a few years ago in Waterloo I was able to see him crush an Apple with his bare hands still, and can say that I've seen that in person. Um, As well as Brody Lee passing uh, tragically at such a young age just recently. Um, And then also, we haven't talked about this at all on the show. We were waiting to do it, and then with the holidays and everything, it just kind of got in there, but obviously the passing of Pat Patterson as well, which is something that's very close to both of you guys. Uh, and I know, Wes, you wanted to eventually talk about it, and we just never got around to it. So I want to ask you guys about that. Uh, just what do you guys want to talk about as far as, like, just a memory or just, again, I know how, how close Jerry, you and Pat were, uh, Wes, and how close just the family was. So, uh, yeah, what do you guys got as far as memories of Pat Patterson? And just, uh, Jerry, you guys had some fun. I will say that as far as, like, oh. during the Attitude Era on TV, you mentioned the dresses. um You know, this was a great thing uh, that I enjoyed watching you guys do Uh, just the whole Stooges uh, persona, which, by the way, I mean, you had such a legendary career in ring. Then you were doing behind the scenes work for WWE. And then all of a sudden you become another you become on screen character again, which I don't know. Did you think that was ever going to happen when you initially started doing backstage stuff? No,
0: I didn't. It was something that I didn't really plan on happening, and something I really didn't didn't care if 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 it ever happened. I mean, I you know I once I quit as Western you, I quit. <laughs> you know, I I wasn't like my brother when my brother quit. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't he not to go near a pro wrestling match, and he, but he'd watch it every Monday night. You so, uh, uh, when, when, it, and it, it kind of did, what made that so good? It was so organic. You know, what I mean, it just kind of grew on its own. It was something that, uh, they, nobody planned on it being such a, such a hit. The studio, you know, getting over so much, but we just, the, the, the deal about it was Pat and I had such great chemistry together. And we worked off of each other. Pat, as Wes can tell you, Pat is, was just hilarious, to guy to be around. I mean, you could not be around Pat without laughing. I mean, you know, hey, Ace, you know who to tell, uh, who told me to tell you hello? Who? Nobody. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> if I heard that once, I heard it 10,000 <laughs> times. <laughs>
3: And I'd laugh
0: every time I'd hear just because Pat would get so much thrill into the, in the saying it, you know. But Pat was a dear friend, and he, he'd he be missed. And uh, he was so, you know, so giving to Wes for knowledge and stuff like that any time, you know. And Pat Pat was a dear friend, and it, it broke my heart, you know, when he passed. And, uh, you know, and I, I kicked myself in the butt, you know, that I wasn't more. Oh.
1: oh, no. No. It's been good the whole time until just now.
3: I bet you his computer died.
1: Do you think? Yeah, actually, it looks like the video shut off.
3: Yeah. Well, we'll end on that one.
1: <laughs> no. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's end with you at you giving your, your stance because, like your dad said, he was very good about giving you knowledge. He was always great with the younger talent. But, again, you guys, family-wise, uh, being that he was so close with your dad, there was, there was a bit more of a bond than just, like, a mentor to a younger guy in the business. So.
3: Yeah, Pat, he was really, he, like all the videos said, he, he was able to like reach you like when you were going through a rough time. He was able to always just be able to guide you through whatever you were dealing with without any judgment, any to really cool, any, anything like that. He would just be honest with you and give you the right guidance. And, you know, Pat was one of my favorite people in the whole entire world. He was one of those people that I would always look forward to seeing. Like, he was just, you know, would light up the day. So, you know, rest in peace.
1: You know, Pat Patterson, you know, means a lot. Yeah, definitely. That was a big hit uh, for the wrestling world and just for you guys personally, too. So, um, yeah. So, I was going to uh, end with, you know, a little a few plugs because I, I know your dad has some stuff going on. It seems that him and JBL are doing a weekly or semi-weekly story show online, it sounds like. And I don't remember if your dad is doing something as far as, like, kind of a podcast now. He's doing
3: stuff with – he's doing all kinds of stuff. He's doing stuff with that uh, comedian um, that won uh, America's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know who that name is, but. what's what's his name, he's really, he's really funny, and he's all over the place, his name just slipped my mind, um, he's doing that, he's doing cameos, he's pretty much everywhere, I mean, it's not hard to uh, track what my dad's doing, you can pretty much follow him on social media, um, FG Briscoe on Instagram, and then I believe it's, FG Briscoe on Twitter, and then Facebook, it's Gerald Briscoe. But uh, you can catch them all there. Catch a cameo, prowrestlingtees.com. You can get all the Jerry Briscoe t-shirts, all of his merchandise. Then I I believe he has an action figure out with, um, what's it, um, custom toys, is it? It's the one that um, Brian uh, runs. One, one, one of the toy, one of the toy, uh,
1: like, uh, was it Ringside Classics or something?
3: Yeah, yes, Ringside Classics did a couple of my dad's, uh, action figures, and they're up for sale.
1: Yeah, I believe there's actually an action figure with that shirt on. Yeah. Maybe the 24, or the Hardcore Champion, I think. Yeah, with the Hardcore Champion. The hardcore nope. yeah. Um, yeah, and the one that came out from WWE, if you find it, grab it, because those are not easy to find. I'm still No, and that. then there's also, uh. A
3: special edition one um, that's out that has my that has my uncle's name. It's on it on the box instead of my dad's name, and it's vice oh, wow. versa on both action figures. And it was, there's only a couple of them in circulation, but those are worth a lot.
1: Yeah, those are hard to find. Um, so yeah, definitely do that. We'll. I'm I'm gonna say this like we'll we'll probably try to have Jerry back on the show. Oh yeah, uh, we'll definitely uh, have Rose? him back on. Uh, Maybe get a – would be really nice is uh, the spring here come down to you guys and we'll do one in person.
3: Um, yeah, well, I mean, hopefully before then we get time to do one at Waterloo for the Wrestling Hall of Fame. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what goes on. Let's keep our fingers crossed. I don't want to give any false hopes, but, you know, keep your fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, again, uh, we'll bring Jerry back on the show, though, and uh, hopefully – He'll get to stay on through the end of the show. Uh, uh, we know there is a little bit of some technical difficulties there in this show. So um, again, out in the country, country, what do you expect? Up, what can you do? Uh, where I live, I've been having internet outages, outages too. So I mean, it's just it's live and it's on the internet. We sometimes it don't work. It happens. So, but uh, I think I think it was
3: good. Ace. I think I think I think the people will like it, and I think um, well, here's
1: something that's great is. You and your dad both uh, amazing storytellers. Yeah, like your dad paints a great picture of the story, and Always. he has a blast telling it, which makes you have fun listening to it. Because uh, that's an art, man. I've had yeah. friends who are like, "Let me tell you what happened. This is funny," and they tell me the story, and I'm just like,
3: "Yeah, yeah." They have no, no. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is him texting me right now. He, he's like, "Sorry, my computer died."
1: No worries, but now we know where he needs to be and to have it fully charged. So that well, that <laughs> is okay. You're going to get him on the phone? Okay,
3: we're just, uh, plugging all your cameos and everything. Uh, wh- who's the comic that you work with again? Comic you work with again?
1: Taylor w- Williamson. Taylor
3: Taylor Williamson? Yep. There and, go. Uh, Taylor you go. You want me to plug? Uh, com. Um. pretty much hit up the old man. Yeah, right. definitely. Thank you so much. Love you. All right. No problem. Love you. Bye. All right. Well, dear.
1: Bye, Mr. Briscoe. He's gone. Alrighty. Well, that so,
3: yeah. we'll end on that.
1: Yeah, that was good. Uh, like I said, we'll bring him back on, and we'll have all the technical stuff worked out so we can get it. There's so much more we could have talked about but with, with him and you uh, in both your careers, respectively. So uh, definitely something we'll do again. Um, it was just nice to have him on where we didn't yeah. have, like, five other people with him. You know what I mean? Uh, that, I mean, it was a special day at the Hall of Fame when we did that show, but it was a hard show because we had too many guests. We mean, you were very honest about that. We weren't. We were prepared for two people to be on that show with us. Not, That's what we thought was going to happen. <laughs> so, you know,
3: big issue, You never know what's
1: going to happen. Hey man, when everybody wants to join your party, you don't tell them no. No, especially when
3: it's a bunch of Hall of Famers.
1: Exactly. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, we'll, uh, I guess we'll figure it out. Watch Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, the Briscoe and Big A show. Make sure you check it all out. Keep up to date for our next episode. Uh, again, you're going to go to the VOC Radio Nation and get those exclusive audio version only. If you need to listen to us on the go or something, you can't watch our full video uh, show, check it out at the VOC Nation uh, very cool things going on too, Mr. Bill. After joining VOC Nation, so it's cool to have him on the team with everybody at the. Yeah, the definitely. Center. What a what a great guy! What a guy with so much knowledge. Of oh my wrestling. gosh!
3: And what a guy that that's sharing the pro wrestling knowledge, but not being critical, not just just what a great guy. Uh, I would say what a great person to have on the pod on on the VOC and what a great just storyteller and always something good's coming out of his mouth, nothing negative, always something positive, which I like, which, you know, it's hard to find these days, you know, every, every podcast, every show seems like, like they always want to talk about the negativity or who's mad at who or someone said like, not too many people like us kind of just, Talk about all positive stuff, and, you know, I'm very happy that the VOC has, you know, made some ads and made some new people on their show, and it's just good to see that people are promoting stuff positively and not negatively.
1: Yeah, most definitely. So, again, check them out, VOC Nation, VOC Radio Nation on the website. You can get everything on demand, all the other great shows, Brady Hicks, uh, Ken Resnick, Shelly Martinez, whole 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 cool cast of people on VOC so check it out and again you can get our exclusive audio only uh, versions of the Briscoe and Big A show of course YouTube subscribe click the notifications uh, share it let everybody know we got a lot of plans for that YouTube channel when things settle down and we can get back to more normal things we got a lot of great plans for that channel so you're going to want to subscribe to that now and again just thanks for everybody hanging out with us let's have a great year 2021 Man, it's been a year, and it's already been a, a rough start, but we're going to have a good year. I promise you that. And if nothing else, we are going to have a good year on the Briscoe and Big A show.
3: Always, and we're always going to bring nice content to you guys. Here. Oh, hang on. Hang on.
1: Well, you joined us.
3: You, you you came back in right when we were wrapping up. So why don't I let you, uh, why don't you plug what you got going on?
0: I got everything going on. Man, I, you know, I, this, I'm not letting the world pass so much by. You know, Wes knows I, I don't set idle too much. You know, I got Pro Wrestling Keys. I just don't have one I'm on right now. I got, uh, I got Cameo. Give me a call on Cameo. I'll call you anything you want me to call you except a bad name. And Wes will kick my butt if I call you a bad name because you're probably a friend to him. And I got Cameo going. I'm on. Twitter at FG Briscoe. I'm on uh, Instagram as the FG Briscoe. I'm on Facebook as Gerald Briscoe. I'm on YouTube. I'm on whatever to kind of technology you got out there. I'm on that damn thing. So look me up, hook me up, call me, book me, do whatever you want. And I'll, i everybody has a price as Ted DiBiase says. So, you know. I, Look, look me up. It, 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 we'll have a fun time. And I and Hayes, I want to tell you, really appreciate you your talent and what what you you guys have accomplished with this show. And it seemed like a long time, and but it hadn't been you know, the amount of shows you guys have done. You guys get better every show. You know, I every once in a while I sneak in and I I'll, I'll take a listen to it. If you got somebody on there, you know, I listen to King Mo. Heath Slater funny as hell. I mean, yeah, you guys do a great job. You do a lot of research because I know it's not that guy smiling at me the research. It's <laughs> you doing the research. So I appreciate you bringing him along for the ride and he appreciate, you appreciate him bringing you along for the ride here. And we're all one family here. So, you know, let's, let's kick 2021 in the butt and move on and move on from that hellacious uh, 2020 and make this year our year, guys. You know, it's, it's our year. It's a year of us.
1: That's right. Yeah. We, like Literally, we just said that. It's amazing. Uh, and thank you so much. That means uh, you have no idea what that means to, to hear that from you. And both of you, thank you for welcoming me into your family these last Okay, few. I'm on good.
0: So long from the sunshine, State. Gordon Solar <laughs> here.
1: <laughs> out, out guys. Going to have a good one. We're going to end it on that as well, everybody. Have a good one. We'll see you on the next show.
3: Hey, this is Total Pack. This is Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out.
1: In the room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm.
3: And you and we there, too. Right, Way? We sure are. And we've got great guests.
2: Like Lex like Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus,
1: I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And
2: then
1: we got get uh, pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there.
3: In the Room.
1: 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC
3: Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer
0: can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets.
3: Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on?
0: Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and... Who could have flathead? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a
3: lot of people don't know that.
0: <laughs> yes, Yeah, you guys are
3: busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network
0: on your favorite podcast app.
1: Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Steins of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs nah, here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC
0: Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this
3: mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.